Welcome to the Carbs and Coffee Strength and Nutrition Podcast. We're here to teach women how to take up space in the gym and understand health and fitness with evidence-based practices. I'm your host, Amanda Cooper, and I own Ambitious Coaching, where we help busy women learn to lift and lose weight without giving up the foods they love. We are back, and today we're talking about the best time to create new habits, and we're also going to dive into how to create new habits and how to break those quote-unquote bad habits or those habits that might not necessarily support your goals. And my answer to the best time to create new habits might actually surprise you, and it's funny because I hear a lot of times on discovery calls with potential clients that now is just not the right time. They are busy. They've got a lot going on and they're worried about the time commitment, which I understand. But I try to reframe as graciously as possible that it might be a case of it not being a priority in the season that you're in. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think there's kind of this negative connotation in the health and fitness industry around your priorities. They're your priorities, which means they're your responsibility. It is entirely up to you to dictate what those are and what order they're in. Now, do I think that there's a lot of value in prioritizing your health and fitness to some extent? If you value the longevity of your body and your health, then it probably needs to be somewhere higher up on that list. But it's okay to not be going hard all the time. It's very common that I see people go really, really hard in seasons that allow them to. But then they hit a busy season and they stop entirely. We really suck at maintenance right? In terms of nutrition, in terms of our fitness, we suck at maintenance because it's either go really, really hard or we stop entirely, right? Like I don't want to start my health and fitness journey until January 1st, until the holidays are over. Okay. Well, that's just saying that the next time the holidays roll around, you're going to start all over again and you're going to stop, start again in the new year, Same thing with vacations and kids' events and whatever is going on in your life. There's always going to be something. But if we say that we're going to wait until we're less busy, we're saying that we're going to stop when we're busy again. And that's just not going to work. You guys know I preach sustainability a lot, right? The processes that we use have to be sustainable. We have to find what works for you. What is most important is adherence. When it comes to diet, when it comes to fitness, adherence is very important because if you can't adhere to it, you're not going to stick to it in the long run and you're not going to, you know, you could easily backslide or revert to to old habits, to old patterns that maybe don't support where you want to be in the long term, right? So sustainability is really important. And if we can't navigate our health and fitness in seasons of chaos, that's not sustainable. When are we not in a season of busyness? 
it is very rare that I meet anybody that doesn't tell me when I ask, hey, how are you? Good, but busy. I say it all the time. Busy. We live in a world of busy, busy, busy. So we have to learn how to fit it in there. And it's okay that it's not always top priority, but we've got to learn how to maintain so that in those seasons when we can't push really, really, really hard, we can at least maintain so the needle is not going forward, but it's also not going backwards, right? So now let's kind of dive into habits and the best time to create new habits. Like I said, the answer is probably going to surprise you a little bit. So the best time to create new habits is during chaotic seasons or in the changing of life seasons. And here's why. Habits are a sequence of events. It's not just one thing, right? It's a process. So in order to break a habit, we have to disrupt the pattern. Habits go through this sequence where they are triggered by a cue. They are then followed by your mind interpreting some kind of reward or benefit to following through. Then the action, right? So that's the follow through. And then you receive the reward. And that is the sequence of a habit. So here's an example. Let's say Monday through Friday, you go by and get your favorite Starbucks drink and breakfast sandwich on your way to work. Maybe you're even trying to lose weight. Like maybe that's your goal in the back of your mind. You want to lose weight. And so maybe daily high calorie coffee and a breakfast sandwich isn't necessarily going to benefit you in this season, or at least not having it five days a week, right? So in this example, the cue is driving to work. The interpretation or the craving is that desire for the coffee or the perceived benefit of drinking coffee, right? I think we've all had those moments where we're like, it's going to be a really bad day if I don't have a cup of coffee. I know I do, and I joke about it all the time, but you have this perception of potential productivity, right? Or you know, you don't want to be hungry. You want to be able to to last until lunchtime and until you can get lunch. So you've perceived this benefit from getting the coffee. And maybe it's just that it tastes good and that's fine. So the action or the response is getting that coffee and getting the breakfast sandwich. So the reward is yummy. It's good. You think now you have more energy. You feel like you can really start your day and that's the reward. So now picture this. You suddenly work from home. Your boss calls and says, hey, we don't need you to come into the office anymore because everything that you do can be done at home. So this is going to save us money and it's going to give you some of your time back. So you're no longer driving by that coffee shop every single day of the week. You kind of forget it's part of your morning routine. So your pattern's been disrupted. So now you have this amazing opportunity to fill that morning routine with something that maybe supports your goals, you know, making coffee from home, making breakfast at home, you know, that time that you'd normally be driving to work, stopping for coffee, that gives you a lot of time back to to focus on something else and fill it with something else. You've disrupted the pattern, right? And so when it comes to habits, building them, breaking them. The process is very similar. It's just the inverse, right? It's about resistance. If you're trying to break a habit, you need to create resistance. 
right? So in this case, I don't think you're going to get up in the morning, get dressed, drive to Starbucks, get your coffee, get your breakfast sandwich, drive home, start work. Probably not. That's a lot of resistance. That's a lot of effort to go through that process five days a week, right? So now you're probably going to create new habits and new routines that likely support your your goals better, or at least now you can easily decide what that morning routine looks like, right? Because your morning routine has been broken. So when it comes to building habits, I think there's this misconception that it takes 21 days to build a habit. I have no idea where that number came from. I think it's something like between 17 days and 200 days. Like the range is insane. So there is no definitive timeline, especially considering the lifestyle that we live, right? Again, we're busy. It's chaos all the time. I don't know many people that live a pretty chill life or calm life. So it's important to understand that this process takes time and give yourself the grace to take the time to build or break those habits. So when breaking a habit, like consider how you could put some resistance in place, right? If you want to use your phone less and be more present with your family in the evenings, you could easily put your phone in your bedroom or in the kitchen, plug it in, put it on silent, leave it alone. You are much less likely to reach for it, right? Because now you would have to go to the other side of your house to grab it. Now, in terms of building habits that support your goals or that you want to build, like let's say you want to eat more veggies. Maybe when you get home from the store, you wash them, chop them up so they're ready to go when you want them. You can just reach in the fridge, grab them. Grab some snackable veggies. Those veggies that don't require any prep, right? Maybe you don't have to cook them like cucumbers or bell peppers, things that you can easily cut up or have washed, cut up and can grab and go. And pro tip on that, actually, when it comes to fresh cut veggies like that, they're a really good buffer. So when I worked a job that I would have to (laughs) drive to, on my way home, I would often be hungry. And because there was a huge gap between like my lunch and when I was going home and I'm somebody that eats several meals a day. So I would have this long drive home, lived about 20 to 30 minutes away. I would pack fresh fruits and veggies that I could snack on because I'm not a huge veggie person. I'm not like you would think, oh, you're a fitness professional. You must love to eat green things and kale and spinach. And I don't. I don't at all. Actually, there are very few vegetables that I love. So I would lower the barrier. I would have my fresh cut bell peppers, cucumbers, cherry tomatoes, maybe some apples cut up and I could snack on them on my way home. And so then I wouldn't raid my pantry or raid my fridge. The second I got home, I would be satiated enough that I could make dinner and eat something that still supported my goals. So just a pro tip, keep a lunchbox in your car so on the way home you can snack on something and not raid the fridge and and pantry when you get home and also eat breakfast because that can influence that as well. So (laughs) those are my tips there. But also, don't be afraid of buying pre-cut and pre-washed veggies. They tend to be a little bit more expensive. So if it's something you can afford, 
go ahead, buy those pre-cut fruits and veggies. It'll make your life really, really easy because you literally don't have to do anything except maybe divide them into the portions that you want. And don't be afraid of frozen or canned fruits and veggies either. This can easily lower the barrier. There is less waste and they're likely going to be cheaper. Often canned veggies and fruit are really cheap. What you want to watch for when it comes to canned fruits and veggies is that they have no added sugar or added salt. So if you find yourself like consistently throwing out those veggies that you bought at the store every single week, maybe buy some frozen ones or some canned ones. Frozen's usually cheaper as well. And a lot of times you can throw it in the microwave and it is done and ready to go for dinner or lunch or meal prep or whatever. Again, it's cheaper. It's easier, there's less waste, and there's no shame in buying frozen or canned fruits and veggies. They don't have to be organic, but even organic tends to be cheaper. They can even be the store brand if that's more affordable. Again, what I really care about with canned stuff is that it's not in syrup or a bunch of salt is added to your peas or your green beans or whatever you're you're having. So when it comes tying this all back to to habits, right? It's about resistance. If you're trying to break a habit, build more resistance. If you're trying to make a habit, lower the resistance. And pair habits. That's another good tip. If you are wanting to regularly take your vitamins and you consistently forget, find something that you do every day. And I bet it's going to your coffee maker, turning it on in the morning, getting your cup of coffee, So put your vitamins in a bowl right under your coffee maker or on your coffee maker. So you would have to literally move it out of the way to make your coffee. I tell clients to do this all the time with water. You know, drink some water before you have your coffee in the morning so you're hydrated. You know, you just went six to eight or more hours without drinking water. So drink some water before you have your coffee. And a lot of times I'll tell them, put the cup of that you would use for water on your coffee maker or somewhere you're going to have to move it in order to do something that you already do. So think of some habits that you want to make or you want to break and how you can create some resistance. You know, let's say you find yourself overeating potato chips. Don't get rid of the potato chips because now we're creating restriction and it's probably going to potentially damage or skew your relationship with that food. So portion it out, right? When you grab your potato chips, put some on a bowl or put some in a bowl and then roll up the bag, put it away in your pantry. Done, gone. If that is hard, right? Remembering to portion out some potato chips and not just eating straight out of the bag, then again, the second you get home from the grocery store with those potato chips, grab some snack bags, break up your portions of potato chips. Now you can just grab a bag of potato chips. You're probably not going to grab multiple bags. So that's another option. Somehow create or lower the resistance. That is the main tip for building and breaking habits. And when it comes back to making time, for health, for exercise, for these things, you know, that help you make or break habits. 
set realistic expectations. That is one of the biggest issues that I see with people is they have an all or nothing mindset and they have high expectations because I could lay out our program for you and all the things that we do and how curated and personalized it is and all of this stuff when it comes to your nutrition, when it comes to your fitness, your habits, accountability, community, all of these things, right? That can feel overwhelming. And that can feel like if I can't do all of these things, then I'm not going to be successful. And that's not true. I would much rather a consistent 60% compliance or 60% consistency than 100% some days and 0% other days. Because usually what happens is you go 100% for a week, maybe even a month, and then you crash and you're going at 0% for months. So don't fall into this trap of all or nothing thinking. Like I have to train five days a week and take care of my kids and prep meals and do all of this stuff Find ways to support yourself. And sometimes less is more. We live pretty stressful lives. Maybe training two to three days a week and getting enough sleep is going to benefit you more in the long run than going balls to the walls all the time. Set realistic expectations. Give yourself grace. But at the same time, don't give the excuse of not having time you can acknowledge that it's not a priority. But if that doesn't sit well with you, you probably need to address that. And again, priorities change. But you can start a fitness journey in a busy season. What's important is that you learn to maintain it in those seasons because they're never going to not be around. And those seasons are really easy to make or break habits because if you can be consistent with a habit in a busy season, You're going to stick to it consistently because it's sustainable. Whatever you built is sustainable because you built it in a season of chaos. Same thing with breaking habits. If you've got a lot going on and you've got some habits that maybe don't support your goals, it's going to be fairly easy to tweak some things and build some resistance around that. The biggest thing I want you to walk away from this is resistance or lack of resistance will make or break your habits. And it's okay for your priorities to change. It's okay for your goals to change. But don't label it as something that it's not. It's not a lack of time. Yes, some of us have more than others. I hate the saying, everybody has the same 24 hours in a day. No, the single mom with five kids does not have the same time that the single male entrepreneur does. It's completely different there are still things that you can do within those lifestyles to improve them and to to optimize your health. So that's where I'm going to leave it today. I dived into some things a little deeper than I had planned, but I hope this helps. You know, if you have a habit that you're trying to break or new routines that you're trying to incorporate, don't ever be afraid to hit me up on social media share some stuff with me. I'm always here to share resources. I do a lot of live trainings inside my free Facebook community and I'm I'm always happy to to help out where I can even if you are not working with me as a one-on-one client. And that's a wrap. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to your podcast. 
And feel free to share this with a friend or take a screenshot and share it on Instagram and tag me at Ambitious Coaching. For more information about all it is we do, please visit ambitiouscoaching.com. Talk at you next week.